you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. And this is Three Count. Welcome everyone for uh, checking us out. This is actually the our last show that you need to have a code word so that you can be in the drawing to win two tickets for SummerSlam. And first off, we just want to welcome all of our uh, all of the new folks that has, has decided to give us a chance and uh, listen to our podcast. We're approaching our 400th episode so we've had so many we've had so many interviews we had so many shows we love doing this it's so exciting and we happy to have you aboard with us so just enjoy tell other people about us as well and um we appreciate all of that but this is three count and this is when we choose three topics that um happened this past week or so uh, maybe it, it, it could even took place even sometime earlier, but we thought we should talk about it. And um, we got some good topics here for you, so we're going to get right with it. It's time. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting presents. One, two, three. Count Talk. Count Talk, baby. And we're going to start from our first. One. Uh, count tonight, and it's from Forbes.com. It's been a while since we've uh, pulled from Forbes. It's titled WWE Releases 13 NXT Stars, and then more releases reportedly expected. Just going to read a little bit of the uh, article here. It says that WWE has released more than a dozen NXT superstars, including former North American champion Bronson Reed and former Undisputed Era member Bobby Fish. But the company's 2021 firing spree may not stop there. Now, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com was the first to report the news of WWE's latest mass release, which brings the total of stars the company has let go in 2021 to nearly 50. And the total of stars WWE has acted since last April to more than 100. And, fe- and fellow NXT star Desmond Troy would later be added to the list of quote future endeavored. Uh, also, it, it mentions that uh, Andrew Zaran, uh, Zarian, who has a podcast, says that even more releases are to be expected. Now, I'm just going to run. Hey, we have a we have a podcast, and I was just going to say that more releases are expected. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll quote you. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Let me go quickly into some of the names that we we have here, and then we'll get right into it. Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff, Stefan Smith, Tyler Rust, Zachariah Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Sanjir, and Mercedes Martinez. So 
Let me start over. Let me start with you. And the, and the article goes more, and we can d- dig deep a little bit into that later. Let me start with you, Matt Michaels, because we got a chance to release the breaking news this past Friday, as the as it was happening, and we gave what our first impressions of hearing the news. I know you probably got a chance to hear what we said, but what's your what's your take now on these names that you've heard? And uh, you know, were we were we right on point or were we off during our breaking news cast? Good Christ! Uh, yeah, you guys uh, were <laughs> the only thing you had right, DJ, was okay. the name of the people who got released. <laughs> That's that's pretty much the only thing that you got right. Oh, there. all right. So where did we go uh, wrong? What, what, we can we can just start by the fact that no one mentioned Nick Khan until the last like five minutes of the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, Steve uh, Wirtz wasn't released because of budget cuts. Let's let's call a spade a spade or a beaver a beaver. <laughs> Wirtz was released uh, because he was uh, promoting shit that the company didn't want to be associated with. And uh, Simon, the fuck were you talking about zombies? For God's sakes, fucking make sense every once in a while. Hold on one goddamn pickle second. In fact, don't ever, ever, ever ask him to to, to ever run down what we missed. Leave it. Oh, I can't wait for next week. I'm just saying, man, because shit, man, the ire that comes out of your fucking mouth, dude. So, um, so, you know, getting, getting to the, the, um, the reasoning about, yeah, uh, a couple things. Uh, first is that all the guys who got released, all right, every single person now has a higher market value on the independents. All right. So your price asking just jumped, which is, totally fine they're going to be okay but you're also going to have the potential of getting signed by other big companies and for instance a guy like jake atlas who aw is you know very fond of um probably ends up there um he can probably get anywhere between 75k to 100k now so that's not bad right you know you look at it hey that's a good thing for those people being released all right it's not like they're, you know, like it was where there isn't any place to go. So that's fine. The big thing I think that everyone kind of is missing here is that Vince McMahon and Nick Khan were down at NXT. Like it was about six weeks ago now. And that means, you know, everyone was kind of like, oh, Vince is down there to see who he wants to call up. That's where everyone got it wrong. Vince was there with Nick Khan because Nick Khan is trying to re-fucking structure things that make more sense. And if you think about it, he's being realistic with the idea of NXT in this fact. If you're going to be paying these people, then these people are your development, which means that you're going to want to use them on your main programs. So therefore... If you don't have an intention of using them or can't use them on your main program, because we already have someone under contract who we have to be paying X amount of money as if we got rid rid of him. Um, And and this, for instance, um, 
if you look at Bobby Fish, right? Bobby Fish is 45 years old, all right? Going to be 45 years old. Bobby Fish, if he goes to Raw or SmackDown, they already have Bobby Roode, who turned 45 and is a better talent than Fish. And look what they're doing with him. Okay, he's tagging with Dolph Ziggler, the poster boy for mid-card, hold a belt, works with anybody, and that's what they're doing with Roots. So you don't need that. You already have that on your roster. But, but my, same- let me say this though, Matt. I, I think we we I, I think people understand that you can look at some of these names and go, okay, I I get it. I get, I kind of can see. But someone you're going Kona Reeves. Call the fucking Reeves. Like, that was relevant well, at all. Well, I'm just saying that Kona Reeves, I mean, they haven't used Kona Reeves in a while, but I'm, I was just saying what all I was saying. And there's obviously a reason. Sure. Well, it, it still didn't mean he sucked. I don't know why they didn't, why they haven't been using him. When he was on TV, he was great at what he did. Was you not until the name was mentioned? I didn't even know who the fuck he was. I didn't think about him ever. But, I wasn't. I was seriously. No, that's when fine. I get that. Going, but I, but okay, that's. Kona I get Reeves. it. But it, and and I'm not even debating that. Like I say, probably majority of the names I I get. But explain to me Bronson Reed. Explain mm-hmm. to me Mercedes Martinez, and right, I'll, Ma- and Mercedes. I'll even and I'll even Joe Jake Atlas. Although Jake hadn't made it to the level of Bronson, just explain. Look at the development Bronson Reed has been through. Yeah, and, and you know who they have on the main roster? Keith Lee. Bronson Reed is Keith Lee because Vince doesn't use guys like that. And you're seeing how well he's using Keith Lee on the main roster. So when Vince went down there and he went with this through Nick Khan and they looked at guys, the question is, Vince, if we get this guy and we keep him are you going to use him on the main roster? Because you already have a guy like this. And if you already have your big, you know, powerful, you know, 300 pound guy, 280 guy, big guy, will this guy at this cost, when his contract is up or not up, factors in, these are all different factors. And you know what? It does these guys good if they're not going to be used to be let go so they can go develop somewhere else, get the bigger push, become something of value. And then if they are offered a bigger contract in the future, they'll get a bigger contract in the future. Well, someone like Bronson Reed might be in that, in that situation, but you know, I don't know if, I don't know if, if, if Stefan Smith or Tyler Russ would be able to, or, Who cares or, about or, Stephon Smith or Tyler Russ? I'm, well, you're We're saying – you're saying. Well, here's the thing. Simon Street, here's go ahead. Here's the thing real quick. I was just going to say, uh, Tyler Russ, they were using him. Yeah. So they were right. using him, and it didn't work out. So, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, at least he got some TV time before he was shipped the fuck out. That's it. I mean, everyone's acting like this is such a big tragedy. It's not. Wake well, up. I- I Wake think Bronson people. Reed Let was me. the big surprise, and in, in Mar in, in Mar uh, Mercedes was the two big surprises out of old. Mercedes is in Bobby Fish's boat, man. She's older. She's older. 
She got veteran work in, and well, that's fine. You got a point, too. They already got a veteran. So, the, you know, um, maybe Triple H needs to stop getting people who are aging or looks like somebody or talks like somebody <laughs> or mimics Steve, somebody. You, they have to be Steve, completely different. I mean, come on, man. That's just being ridiculous. But the, the, the gist of the matter is, is that you're trying to say that someone like Tyler Rust was going to make an impact in this company. I'm not saying that. Now, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Well, when you then find, why keep him around if it's helping you restructure well, your business? I, in him, I'm saying that you that you may not. I told you the three names that I, I threw out there. And Bronson, Jake Atlas, and, and Jake, Mercedes. And Jake, At, Jake Atlas is as vanilla as possible from watching him. He just was not fitting into anything. Let me ask you, since City Steve, can, let me let me jump in because uh, I want to get you in here. It says in this article, there has been rampant speculation that WWE Chairman Vince McMahon has been releasing so many superstars in order to cut costs in preparation for a potential sale of the company. But it's not but, Vince. But, it's not Vince. Okay, well, it didn't say Nick Khan. We're changing to say Nick. But. WrestleNomics Brandon Thrussell revealed back in June that many WWE investors were not under the impression that McMahon would be selling WWE. Quote, I talked with five people in the WWE investor community in the last 24 hours about the notion that the company's recent actions indicate they're preparing for a sale. Not one of them thought so. Sin City, what is your take on that? That's that's complete bullshit. We've, we've, we've talked about it for several several weeks that depending on who it was going to be that they were going to sell to um it, this, Steve, is, this is Steve, this is this is is it really bullshit no wait let me ask you is no, it go ahead. really bullshit is it really bullshit because of the fact that you are the one who says right that AEW was beating them in the ratings they moved to Tuesday and their viewership is down right so why would you not restructure your fucking company at that point? Not necessarily to sell, but to cut the costs on what you're doing for a product that isn't bringing in the ratings if ratings are important. Oh, um, so yeah, as, as far as I, I, I agree with you on, on the restructuring, I legitimately think that they are in the path to selling the company though. Without a doubt, we've. I know. Throw up your hands. No, uh, I, it's, I, it's it's fine. Can, let let me let, let me make a point, bro. Let me make a point, okay? We've make talked. We, we've talked for several weeks that, depending on how we were looking at things, even during talent cuts, when there were rumors out there that they were trying to streamline the budget, whether that was for a sale or not. So ultimately. Realistically, we're not going to know until we wake up and we see a blurb on the news feed saying WWE just sold to Disney or WWE just sold to Universal. We're not going to know that until it happens. But realistically, we need to at least talk about this kind of shit. And it needs to be discussed. Because where there's smoke, there's fire. That's always how it works. So the fact of the matter is, yes, they're trying to streamline things because budget is not where they need it to be for one reason or another. You can fill in the blanks with whatever kind of motive that you want. The fact of the matter is WWE chose to pick a fight with AEW and they lost that fight. And now they have to have repercussions. 
Okay. Uh, Triple H is essentially a losing general. I think that uh, Dave Meltzer, oh, yeah, I know, Dave Meltzer put it best that Triple H was a losing general and now they have consequences because they lost the war with AEW on Wednesday, even though some people don't want to just, even war. so, even though some people don't want to say that it was a war. Hey, let me shout out right quick. Uh, Chris from our chat says, look, I just wonder how many of the company decisions made in the last 30 to 60 days is really Nick Khan's decision with Vince's blessing and name attached to them. If that's the case, how much pull or stroke does Triple H really have now in terms of NXT? You know, and he brings up a good point. Why you shake your head, Matt Michaels, because I had also mentioned right on our on our show as I've. I think in some ways, Triple H seems like he could have been somewhat blindsided by this, uh, by by this that took place. And, you know, I mean, it's not like he's really can do anything about it. But come on, you're going to tell me he put this much investment in someone like Bronson. And then all of a sudden, it's just like you're going like that. And he's just like, oh, OK, I, I'm just but saying Triple that's H, just but Triple H is doing his job. He, well, yeah. <laughs> True. That's all the that, that's all that you can ask of guys like Rigo and Triple H and any of the trainers down there, any of the production people. They're just doing their job. Yeah, right. I agree. So that that's the thing. And you've got to think that Triple H is the son in law. All right. Yeah. If they go down there and they and they go, you know, Vince never goes to NXT. Triple H knows what was going to be happy you know you know simon let me ask you uh going back to the article here it says that uh, according to pw insider the nxt release are more so related to a planned overhaul of nxt brand as a whole pw insider noted that on their audio show this week that there has been talk of major changes coming to nxt brand those changes would include a new logo new lighting and a focus on younger talent along with a different format to the show the house cleaning appears to be part of the changes for the brand do you see something like that happening man you think that's what's happening they're just totally revamping all of nxt i wouldn't call it revamping i would call sharpening a tool that you plan on using in the future you know mm -hmm. uh, i mean yeah you you possibly may see a new logo but if you've been watching NXT from the get-go, uh, we've had a new logo design. You know what I'm saying? So that's nothing abnormal. I mean, or it's like changes to the new logo or to the logo NXT. So that's nothing new. Well, if all of I these, think, mm -hmm, go ahead. I was just gonna say, it, 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 when I hear that, the only thing that comes to mind is that at least you think that NXT is worth something for you to want to reform it, restructure it. Do you see what I'm saying? For whatever the future may bring or whatever they decide to do. I just thought that we were in a situation where they downsized it completely. Why do we talk about the fact that NXT is one of the most exciting programmings that we watch on a weekly basis? Why now revamping? Why now cutting? Why we need changes of logos, lights, if all those things are true? Why does all this need to be happening when every week we go, they do this, they've been doing this, they've been on point with this, they've been on point with that, and now all of a sudden it's everything with the shit. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that. I'm because you got you got to look at each show as if it like if you own a company, and each one of us represents a show. Michael's in SmackDown. I'm NXT. You know, in in uh, Sin City, Steve is Raw. Right? We all independently, as entities of your company, do this, do that, do this, whatever. Sometimes one's better than the other. Let's just say I'm NXT and I do exceedingly great. But when you're restructuring your whole company, 
You're not just restructuring a couple of your entities. You're restructuring the whole fucking company. So, you, of course, they had to go into and, and, and look at NXT objectively and see, okay, what do we want to do next couple of years? What does that structure entail? And how does NXT fit into it? And that's basically what they've done. They trimmed the fat of what they needed. Yes, there are some names on the list I don't completely agree with, but it was stuff that was ideal. Let's look at Bronson Reed. I get it. Bronson Reed did great chasing that title. But once he got the title, he started falling flat a little bit. There's no disrespect towards him. But if he had had more time, he probably would have got the season and to do a better time the next time he got a crack at the belt. Okay, we took it at Jake Atlas. And so, and so, and Street, you just made a great point. So if you're not going to be able to utilize him in the manner that you can see his value right now at either a renewing contract or the cost that costs when you bump someone up to the main roster, then why not release him and let him go to AEW or any of these other companies? I don't understand why people are so pissed off about the fact that, hey, these guys are going to get opportunities elsewhere. Who cares? It's okay. It's not, you know, it's not like they can't eat. Well, they're in a better situation than, than, than before they, most of them, before they got to NXT. So, I mean, right. truth be told, I would rather, and there's no disrespect of what I'm going to say next, I'd rather go to NXT, get signed, get some TV time, get some sprinkling, some training, get let go in that scenario versus going to Impact, no disrespect to Impact, but you, you, you in that pool, you got to really stand out and put in your work because you could be in there only get one, one little bit of TV time, get released, and nobody still knows who you are. You know, there's one person on that roster right now who went through this whole thing, and that's L.A. Knight. Yep. And I can tell you right now, when he was at FSW before he signed with NXT, all right, Joe said the guy was good, all right? But when he came back after his time in NXT, he was another level, even though he didn't do anything there at that point. You know, he's he just got season. Yeah, he just got season. So then, of course, he gets signed and he's able to be on impact and he gets the experience and whatnot. So, yeah, it, it, that's the whole thing is everyone's like making this out is like this is like a hatchet job. The, the fact of the matter is, is that there were so well, many people. Just, born, just, they signed everyone for all this time, you know, all these people. At some point, you are going to have to let people go. And, and that's that's spot on. They they went through, and if you guys remember, several years ago, it was it was common knowledge. They were they were signing people just so other places didn't sign them, and you know that was always something that was made a, into a joke. But yeah, it, complete complete fact on that. Um, the and this is this is something that you know when a network has an expectation for the viewership of a particular show we'll remove aew completely remove it out of the equation whatsoever if a network creates a tv slot for your program and they expect you to draw let's say a million people and your tv show on a regular basis pulls six hundred and fifty thousand, no matter what it no matter what it is it is looked at as a failure in the eyes of that network they even went as far as attempting to move it to a different night to try to put it unopposed so that they would not have to compete with anyone else. 
And what happened when they moved it to Tuesday? The viewership got less. This past episode of NXT had just over 500,000 viewers. Wow. Yeah. Which is the lowest viewership that they have ever had on that brand. And they should have never, they should have never, um, see, and, and it's funny because the truth is USA put that money into it. And USA really got fucking stupid about doing that because NXT didn't need to do anything. They should have stayed on the network and that's it. Kept the program at one hour and you wouldn't have these, you know, these uh, questions of conflict. Um, Don't be surprised if you see potentially MSK, for instance, being released. Yep. So, you know, it, it's, it's just the fact of how things operate and you know if if you want to if you want to put any equation into it you can find any equation and it leads up to the same thing at some point you have to just revamp your product yep pretty simple yep the uh ac- according to a source within WWE um, and this is obviously from Meltzer, but he he has said that the specific wording is, quote, no more midgets, no one starting in their 30s, and people who can be box office attractions and main characters and can main event WrestleMania. And that's not Vince McMahon's words, if you oh. listen to that. That's, exactly. I mean, it sounds like them. No, but it, it, take a listen to that. It's not Vince. Vince is not at right now. Vince is honestly, because he's associated as the face of the company, he's the one who gets all this put on him. Right. The truth of the matter is, is Vince is at the point where he's starting to digress. Let's face it. Okay. So he is not the one, but he's not the one with the fucking knife, taking the knife to everything. This is why they brought in a board. (laughs) this is exactly what this meant to do if they do sell the company the people running the company is not going to be fucking fox or whatever universal or whatever it's going to be stephanie and hunter and you know vince might if he's still around be a part of it but the honest thing is it's just like star wars you sell it to a bigger company kathleen kennedy still runs lucas entertainment which makes the films. The only thing they got to abide by is what Disney has as the parameters of what you can and can't do. But that's it. They run as a separate entity. And that's what you're going to see. If they sell, the, the main people are going to still be in place. And that's why they brought the sport in. Because overall, Hunter and Stephanie would run the creative and then the board would run the business aspects of it. That's it. And, it's, and, it, and it just makes sense. You, you got to have a trade-off. At, at, at the end of the day, for, the, for whoever buying it, Disney or Universal, they don't know a fucking thing about pro wrestling. Plain and fucking simple. But, like Michael said, Stephanie and Hunter do, a board would. But the trade-off is, is, hey, at the end of the day, when we tug it on your coattails and we want something to be happening, we're looking for whatever the flavor of the month is, we need you as an asset of Disney or Universal to be able to clog your wills and make it happen. 
even AEW, even AEW is in that position where if at any point the network says we want this, that, and the other, they have to do it because of the money that they're they're being given by the network. Point the TNT title. (laughs) All right, guys. Good stuff. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's go to our second count from dailyddt.com. And it's titled that WWE NXT, the college football of professional wrestling. Now, I'm not going to read all of this. You'll kind of get the idea of what he's saying. And this might actually, uh, we may be just kind of resurfacing kind of what we've already just talked about, just kind of on this this particular one. But let's just kind of read a little bit on what he was saying here. He was just saying that he can't deny that tons of college programs have fan bases that glow in terms of excitement and pageantry. That when you combine that with the traditions, rivalries, and tailgating, it makes more of an experience in sports world that hasn't been beaten out for over 150 years that college football has existed. Uh, he talks about that the one thing that has seems to muddy his outlook on the, um, the, on the college side of things is the player attachment aspect. Most college players will only see two to three years of proverbial daylight for their team before joining any number of major league football organizations or even moving to a different career. He said he says that, in fact, it's well known that only two percent of college football athletes end up going pro, meaning you have a good chance of losing that attachment you develop uh, for said player. Even if one of your favorite players make it to the NFL, it's a puncher's chance that they end up succeeding and the average NFL career only lasts about three years. And now he says that all that being said, I genuinely feel that NXT is the college football of wrestling. You could easily make this comparison due to the fact that they're both considered developmental by their respective higher ups, but there's much more to the equation. He says, let's start with the fact that NXT was spending an amount of time anywhere from six months to four years presenting and building up wrestlers and superstars and can't miss attractions only for the Saints' prestige to be ruined whenever they make their way to the major lead, a.k.a. the WWE main roster. And he talks about Keith Lee as a prime example and how he was treated like a superstar for the majority of his NXT run and even became the first superstar to hold the NXT and North American title simultaneously. And Lee was not only known for winning championships, but also the great feuds with Dominic uh, Dijakovic and Adam Cole, and Lee was also a gift-inducing machine for the black and gold brand. Um, but he also says here, it's not just Lee that has suffered the unfortunate reality. Uh, plenty of the stars have too. Many people like Alex Der Black and Andrade and Robert Roode and Ricochet and Shayna Baszler all experienced massive triumphs in NXT and seemed like they were destined for success in the big leagues but didn't turn out for whatever season. And he also says that although he's not the biggest fan of Karrion Cross, his treatment on the main roster has been unspeakably bad. Cross had 18-0 in NXT before he was called to Monday Night Raw to lose to Jeff Hardy in under two minutes. The NXT team spent a year and a half building up the unstoppable, unbeatable monster, only to have his first loss in two minutes to an aging veteran. So we're getting down to the questions, and his questions are the questions I'm going to be asking you guys. Uh, He says, which begs the questions, why should I get invested in these characters and wrestlers when their fate is almost inevitable. And he says, notice the comparison here. My argument for not liking college football is, why should I get invested in these players when they might not succeed or go to my favorite team? All right. 
Um, just to sum it up, NXT and college football both played dress up very well. I've already mentioned how college football dresses up very well with bowls and traditions, stadiums and tailgating. It's stuff that genuinely brings more eyes and attention to the product. And NXT has the same dress up tactics with great in ring action, different production from other WWE branded shows and really exciting events like war games and the fight pick. But yet again, why should I care about Keith Lee's fantastic War Games performance if he's destined to be doomed on the main roster? All right, guys, so let's just go from there. The guy is saying, hey, you know, when you compare uh, the college football, you can kind of see the similarities between that and NXT. They're both developmental, but I find myself getting invested into players and come to find out, you know, when they make it now to the big league. It's like just a big failure. Why should I get invested in that? Let me start over with, let me kick it off with you, Sin City. Why should somebody uh, then get invested in that, um, you know, when he uh, when he brings out a point showing the similarities between the two, uh, uh, two entities? Quite frankly, I used to. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Okay. Um, it's it's been one of those things that yeah we've we've talked numerous times about how somebody can be a monster on NXT and how they can show up onto the main roster and be a shadow of their former selves. It's at that point it really de- depends on how much um, how much you want to buy in to that particular character and how much that you want to go on that journey with that character. Um, and unfortunately, it past track records, um, it, it doesn't look too good for many people that have received a lot of success on the NXT roster. Mm-hmm. Now, you'll have some people that, for whatever reason, um, have done extremely well in NXT um, that have gone on to have good careers on the main roster, without question. Mm-hmm. There are examples. But it's those people are few and far between now. And it seems like as if it's becoming more of an exception to the rule that someone is going to be featured prominently on the main roster, uh, at least to the, the similar degree as what they were on the NXT roster. Um, and one can only question why that is in particular, but I find myself more than anything asking, why should I care about half of these guys on the NXT roster? unless they're going to stay there on the NXT roster permanently, which some of them have said that they wanted to do. So yeah, kind of a catch 22. So let me ask you, let me go over to you, uh, Michaels, and then over to you, Simon. In the article, just let me read just a little bit. It says, for a short span of time between 2010 and 2013, I was a huge Johnny Manziel fan. And Manziel was a captivating player who transcended the world of college football and was uh, uh, destined for NFL success. However, Johnny football ended up running into legal trouble and other off-field controversies, which eventually led to his demise in football world. And this is one of my final straws of being invested in that world. Then he says, one of the first NXT acts I ever truly got invested in was the group Sanity. I thought all four members of the group meshed together very well and had the potential to be a star-making faction. And the group lasted all nine months on the main roster and had an astounding record of 1-8 as a tag team uh, trio. And he finishes that, that I've, after I invested a lot of time and effort into so many NXT characters just for them to be forgotten about, released, or even turned into a jobber on the main roster, I've lost significant interest in NXT product over the past number of years. Now, based on what we had just talked about, uh, talking about the released NXT on our uh, first count, 
Uh, Sin City have brought up a good point about how the numbers, especially when it went to Tuesday nights, just seem like it's just falling. And then when you read with him saying, look, I've just lost interest in NXT product over the past number of years. I guess no matter how much we've been saying that we've been enjoying the product, apparently people are not getting invested anymore because maybe I guess they feel if they are, they're going to be let down. Do you think that is possibly a reason why these numbers have taken a hit as they have? So I don't know if, I don't know if college and pro is a good example because Johnny Manziel is absolutely one of the shittiest. If you were a Johnny Manziel fan in college, I mean, he got himself in all this fucking trouble and he never panned out. And he was, had this stuff against him anyway. So, you know, it's kind of a weird comparison, but, but more so I, I liken it like this. If you're a baseball fan and you are a major league baseball fan, right? Mm-hmm. There are 32 different teams, okay? So what's going to happen is your team might suck, you know, for a Cubs case, for a fucking century plus. And the idea of investing into, you know, why should I invest into this? You're not investing into the invest into wrestling all right don't invest into the shows don't invest into the characters just invest into wrestling and you know what you're gonna see everyone has an ebb and flow how many people fucking hated roman reigns for the last decade and are now like this dude is fucking brilliant right so if you would have not invested in roman reigns anymore then you would have basically said i'm not gonna watch him and that's that. Moxley. If fans got frustrated with Moxley in WWE, what they do? They watch him in AEW, right? So it's like you got traded from, you know, the, from the, in, the Mets to the Yankees or from the Yankees to the Red Sox. There's too much there to then just narrow it down to, well, I'm not going to invest in this. Because most likely the guys that you see are going to end up in different places anyway because that's how all these businesses work now. You know, you can't see a, a baseball or a football or a, a basketball team that retain guys for more than five to ten seasons, if that. So, you know, in, in Can, that case, why would I even invest in in you know in in anything? Can someone make the argument that SmackDown does very well because people really do get invested? in the Roman Reigns character or, uh, you know, some of the other characters on there. But if you look at Raw, maybe they don't do well because no one does get invested in them. Maybe they so, look at it as just wrestling, but that's not enough for them. I'm it's, just, it's, yeah. It, yeah, no, that's, that's a very good question. It's a very good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. But the other question comes up, for instance, Roman Reigns gets hurt. Well, now what do you have if you're invested mm-hmm. into just Roman Reigns, right? So the, the 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 idea is that yeah, we can rag on Raw all you want, but we were able to say, hey, this this was kind of good. I, if you like Charlotte Flair, if Charlotte Flair shows up tomorrow in fucking Ring of Honor, you're gonna watch Ring of Honor because you're gonna watch Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you become fans of certain people, and yet 
liking it to movies too, right? How many times have you seen an actor? Fucking John Travolta was the hottest thing in, you know, 77, 78, 80. And then he disappeared for fucking almost a decade and then comes back and is hot for five years and then goes away for fucking five years, comes back for a little, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to like everything that people do. Yeah. And you're going to forget about people. But occasionally things are going to fucking revive themselves. And I think everyone just gets so fucking hyper parabolic about this stuff. When the truth is, do you like pro wrestling? Yes. Great. Then anything could potentially be good and anything could potentially suck. And you should have various opinions. Simon Street, it says in there that in 2017 through 2018, NXT was easily my favorite thing in wrestling. Between the Gargano, Champa storyline, the debut of the Undisputed Era, and debuts from guys like Ricochet and Aleister Black, and the rise of the dominant Shayna Baszler, they were arguably the hottest wrestling product in North America at this point. He sums it up by saying, but when you combine the constant failure of the call-up system with the birth of a competitor like All Elite Wrestling, your product slowly loses the prestige and acclaim it once had only a few short years ago. NXT plays dress up well, but in reality, it's all pointless if there isn't a true endgame. You believe in that statement he just made, that last point? As far as an endgame? Uh, yeah. I'll switch it this way. Apparently, he doesn't see there's an end game because it's clearly an end game when it comes to WWE. Is a they know what the fuck they're doing. They know that NXT, and I give the perfect example of my experience with NXT, and hopefully paint a picture for whoever's listening. So for me, what makes NXT so fucking great for me is that I have been watching it even before it got on the network. I happened upon it. Someone had told me about it, and I started watching. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. Got to the network, seen a lot of people from Cesaro, Sami Zayn, um, you know, Kevin Owens, got to see, you know, Biggie Langston, you know, got to see the four horsewomen, you know. The cool thing about that is, is some of them, all of them that I just mentioned, have gone to the main roster. Most of them did well. None of them, some, some of them didn't do well. Some of them get shelved. But it was that experience of me being able to say, man, I followed them all the way through. Even some of the ones that did. I even have some instances where I talk about the great matches that Cesaro and Sami Zayn had in NXT. And I can tell someone that never watched the product of NXT at all. And I've seen them in the main roster. I'll say that, man, did you see those freaking matches that they had where Sami did this and Cesaro did this? Those people have went back and watched NXT. That is what WWE wants. They want to be able to have a product to where at any given moment they can pull those memories because they own it now whether those people move off to go to AEW, Impact Wrestling, ROH, whatever. Eventually they know they got the golden ticket and they'll flash it with the right price tag on it and get those people back. When they come back, it again starts that whole thing where people are going to be like, oh, let me go see what they did in NXT the first time they came. How many people have went back and saw LA Knight in NXT? He only had like, I think, a handful of matches. I think two matches that I know of. I think it was four to five of them. But how many people would go back in the catalog right now and watch LA Knight? If that's not working, a business of organically having people go back, and I don't know what it is. So to me, the end game is having something that you can own tangibly in the beginning of someone's career or when they're first splash, splashing on the scene from the indies 
into the major development mm-hmm. so that they can always have their finger on it and, 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 and the finger on the trigger whenever they want to pull it. And at any time, if a Roman Reigns gets injured, you see what I'm saying? Or if somebody in NXT gets injured or whatever is not on there and they want to pull that ticket. So yeah. it organically makes financial sense as far as I'm concerned. It's also a different, it's also a different setting too. You know, I think that people just kind of forgot that it's a development system and truth be told, look, Oh, Dallas was fucking huge in NXT. Yep. Sure the fuck was. So, and and Bray got there. But when Bray was just husky, did anyone fucking see that? Like, as like, oh, this guy's going to be fucking huge. So I think it's also the the, the author's problem is that. The author doesn't like college football anymore and apparently not wrestling. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't like pro he doesn't like pro football yeah, he doesn't yeah. like pro football yeah, yeah. because the person he invested in, right. in college yeah, was yeah. on to be a bust in the pros yeah well that's yeah, what, probably manzel yeah i mean bo dallas is johnny manzel <laughs> yeah all right awesome let's get to our third and final count but you know what this this was i have yet to give out the word right man Let's give out that word, that last word, so you can go ahead and uh, put your your name in the hat so you can win those tickets, all right? So the last word for this show that you would need to complete is Cena. Cena. Does it count count if they spell it S-E-E-N-A? No. It's also not going to count if they put John Cena. I said the word is Cena. That is your word. So that's all you got to put in there, okay? And if you have all four words correct, this is the time to go to VegasBadBoys.com and and input that information. Now, we're going to be having a live drawing that's going to happen next Sunday. And one of you lucky people are going to win some tickets, and we're going to be very excited to, uh, to, to hand them off. So um, at this point, VegasBadBoy.com, we'll be promoting it. You can go back and listen to any of the podcasts. So if you forgot, you're not sure, just go back and listen. It's great entertainment anyway. So, uh, yes, Cena is today's, this show's word. All right? So there you go. Last count for tonight from WKDQ, which I think is a radio station. (laughs) And it's actually... (laughs) It is it from is. Indiana. <laughs> yeah. And um and it's actually this story actually came out in April, but it, it, it kind of fits right in. We we're in the Olympics uh tonight, which we're doing a recording here on Sunday. Um they're having a closing ceremonies. This title of this from the radio station was Professional Wrestling Should Be in Olympic Sports, and here's why. Now, before I get into that article, let me first shout out. I know you guys have probably been seeing a person that made a huge uh, a name in headways during the Olympics. Uh, Pro Wrestling World reacts to Gable Stevenson's gold medal win. I don't know if you guys saw that, but within the last mm-hmm. six seconds, he pulled off like three points to become uh, a USA uh, uh, medal. Uh, and it was it was amazing to see that. I couldn't believe it when I saw that happen. But apparently, hey, it says here 
that um, Paul Heyman recently reacted to Gable Stevenson's win. The two were pictured alongside Roman Reigns backstage at WrestleMania earlier this year, and Heyman even stated that he has been following Stevenson's progress in wrestling for a long time. So, and what he did, and what he says is, as you know, kind sir, I have been a believer in Gable Stevenson since he was an undefeated high school wrestler from Apple Valley, Minnesota. So that's what uh, Heyman says. So, hey, you never know. We might see good old Gable Stevenson into the uh, WWE. Who knows? Just throwing it out there. But shout out to is him gonna, nonetheless. Is he going to do all those flips he did after he won? <laughs> You never that shit know. was amazing. I thought I was watching gymnastics when I flipped to it. Yeah, you know. So says the says the guy who doesn't like Reggie. Oh my! You know what? <laughs> Let's just continue on. Oh my lord! If I can get my camera here fixed, that's just falling. Must be the end of the show because they don't want to stay up now. <laughs> <laughs> Please, right now, guys, also a good time to go ahead and give us some money so we can uh, pay Impact <laughs> to get that fixed. Oh man! All right, let me get over to it. Ain't, it ain't just his camera that's trooping. Oh my lord! <laughs> blue chew, blue chew. All right, so this is why he said that uh, professional wrestling should be an Olympic sport, and here's why. He says uh, that by now you read the title of this post, so you know what I'm about to say: that professional wrestling should be an Olympic sport. But before you start to roll your eyes and whatnot, he must have knew uh, Michaels was going to hear this. He said, "Let me make my argument. Hear me out." Professional wrestling is a predetermined sport, not fake. I have been in the ring and have done the drills and what those men and women do in the ring pretty is pretty real. When you watch a match, you do not you don't know the what you don't you do not know what wrestlers will do in the match or what what the outcome will be, even though they do. Let's take gymnastics and figure skating, for example. Those athletes plan and choreograph their routine ahead of time. It's quote predetermined, end quote, if you will. Those sports take an extreme amount of training, planning, and athletic ability. Wrestling falls under that same category. So when you watch a gymnastic or a figure skating event, the athletes go out there and perform their routine in front of a crowd and judges who have no idea what they are about to witness, but they are left in awe and amazed by these performances. Performances and wrestling could be handled in the same fashion. <laughs> Stop it, guys. Please this tell is, me you're. This is serious. Please tell me you're done reading, please. I'm not. I got a little bit more, and I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you first, Simon Street. So be ready now. When most people hear "quote professional wrestling" end quote, they automatically think of the WWE, and that's it. However, professional wrestling is a global phenomena. There are wrestlers and promotions all over the world, from Japan and India to the UK and Mexico and somewhere in between. So getting enough countries to participate in professional wrestling as an Olympic sport won't be a problem. Now, Simon Street, he says, listen, this is how it would work. Take two of the best wrestlers, men and women's division, from each country and put them in a match together. Those two wrestlers will be representing their country, much like couples figure skating. Have those two go out and put out a pure wrestling match that will be scored by judges based on things like technique, storytelling, execution, and more. And the match with the highest score will take home the gold medal. It's a pretty simple concept that is used in several other Olympic sports. Why couldn't it work for professional wrestling? Simon Street, why wouldn't it work in professional wrestling? Before I answer that question, I just want to say 
this is what happens when you have marks who actually have a day job and get an opportunity to share their love for pro wrestling as a mark mm-hmm. in their work. Just going to put that out there. All right. Now to answer your question. Yes. But no, (laughs) no, no, no. The Olympics is a competitive sport. Mm -hmm. It is not predetermined. It always fucking has been. Uh, Even shuffleboarding in the Winter Olympics are are not shuffleboarding, the little squeegee shit. Mm -hmm. That shit is not predetermined. Curling. Thank you, curling. I I will say this. Mm -hmm. Sports has had to work their ass off to even be closely considered to be in the Olympics or after 2024. Mm-hmm. And that is not a predetermined sport. That is people playing video games who will probably be in the next Olympics possibly because it is actually a competitive sport with actual teams and actual people having to have a skill set. Yes, pro wrestling has a skill set and that's amazing. And I feel the passion in your words that you stated. What's the author's fucking name? You said his name? Yeah, what's the fucking uh, name? Travis, Travis Sam. Travis Sams. Travis Sams. Tra- if, Tra- if that is his real name. Travis, <laughs> Travis, I appreciate your passion, but your direction is darker than a fucking asshole with shit in it. It's not going anywhere. I'm sorry, brother. Okay. I don't even know if you're a brother. It's just no. Sin City stays. Sin City, listen, he <laughs> says, look, it's predetermined or planned ahead, sure. But isn't a figure skating or a gymnastic routine also planned out? That doesn't take anything away from the athletic ability. So why should it with professional wrestling? Can you please answer that for me, Stin City? <sighs> no. <laughs> Um, so, okay. Okay. So here's the thing. Once we, once we get past the point that this will never happen. Yeah. And once, once we, you know, well, he distance made, he ourselves made the cases why it this. should happen. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So here, here's the thing is he, he went on to back this by stating that it should be looked at as pairs figure skating <laughs> or, if if there was like uh you know dual gymnasts out there doing a routine yeah okay so realistically other than the fact that this will never happen because the world just wouldn't accept it um if we're operating in a in a parallel universe let's call it the wwe universe ah hey now then maybe okay here's the thing it it this could very well be one of the worst three count topics that you've ever picked for yes. us hands down hands and down. this wins the gold medal for that wow yeah. beat so, the host up oh not beating the host up I, I'm not, I'm fire the, the producer I'm, I'm i'm beating up wkdq <laughs> Now country, the funny thing, the country music station, a, a country out of radio station. Now, now, re, I, let, let, let's call it what it is. The, it, this wouldn't, this could never be looked at seriously by ninety-five percent of the population. Ultimately, that's where the Olympics draws the line for us. Is that those are all competitive events that 
the mass general public would view as being sporting events and contests. Now, if we were on a different planet, if we were on a different universe, then yes, this could happen. But the mere fact is we are on the planet Earth. <laughs> we are in the Milky Way galaxy. <laughs> this will not happen. This cannot happen. If for no other reason than the average person would sit there and they would point fingers and say, ha ha, that's fake fighting bullshit. Matt, Mike, kill pro wrestling. Matt, Michaels, kill pro wrestling. Matt Michaels. It would kill pro wrestling. Completely. Make make a case on why this why this could happen. <laughs> I, I I mean, <laughs> you can bullshit so, okay. out of it. You can bullshit if, out of anything. So come on, make a case as to why this could happen. <laughs> if so, I I think where he goes wrong here is the the idea of it happening in Olympics, okay? Because you have to be on the same page with every single country who participates in the Olympics, <laughs> which, you know, that might be a little hard. But what what you could do is, for instance, um, if you had, um, okay, in Hollywood, you have the um, Screen Actors Guild after, okay? That's just for your participation. That's your union. Um, so let's say wrestlers had a union. That'd be like their union if they were unionized. But okay. the screen, uh, the, the academy is who puts on the Oscars, right? Right. And the academy is comprised of people who are invited and sponsored by two people to join the academy it's really hard to get in okay right the only way this works is if you actually did what award show season does and that is send out particular matches from each company nxt picks you know they're 10 20 for these categories blah 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 you send out those to people who are this voting core which ranges from refs to blah, 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 you know, all different positions, everything. People have been in it for years, blah, blah, blah. And then they vote and, you know, it's done like that. That's the only fucking way anything can be competitive in this sense because it's entertainment. It's not a fucking sport. What are you doing in Indiana? Go find something to fucking do. There's got to be some honky tonk right down the street from you, bro. Uh -huh. Next time, just go to the honky tonk, have a couple of beers, and write about how come uh, horses should be allowed to start gambling on themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff, we'll man. This, Impact, I think he purposely picked this because you know we would shred it to fucking bits. Man, please tell me you did. It's exciting stuff, man. It's exciting stuff. What, what, what kind of music you've been listening to? <laughs> the truth has finally come out. Damn. There All we right. go. Well, guys, listen, that is our three count, and um, we're going to give our, our final thoughts for the week. Um, I do want to take this time to just um, remember. Uh, the the passing of a uh, a legend in wrestling, uh, Bobby Eaton, and I wanted to pass this over to Matt Michaels, who just can give us a little bit of information, just to kind of 
uh, you know, put things in perspective for us. We never want to forget about those, even if, you know, they perform when we wasn't even around. They probably they were still in a sport that we love. And it's important to acknowledge them because they all help build what we enjoy today. So with that, Matt Michaels, take it away. Just try to get out of the fact that you were of age yeah. to know who he we, was. We all, we all yeah. know him. <laughs> I'm just saying because there are people who may be listening who's like, I don't know. Who are, who are 15 years old and just it's don't possible. know who that is. You, you got, I need your we have, I we, we know one, we know one fan, of course, that uh, does below the, okay, never mind. Uh, go ahead, man. So, <laughs> you know, um, it, 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 it's not just Bobby Eaton. Um, Jody Hamilton, the assassin, um, was another person who passed away just uh, days earlier than Bobby Eaton. Uh, in both cases, both guys were just loved and respected mm-hmm. beyond belief uh, in the business. Um, with extremely long careers. Um, fortunately, Bobby was just a little bit younger. Uh, I think he was in his uh, mid-60s, thereabout. I think 62. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, Jody Hamilton was, I think, 81. So he you know, mm-hmm. had a little longer life. But both were very important, um, you know, to um, really kind of, uh, amazingly enough, um, the history of WCW, um, and really, if you look, Jody Hamilton was a trainer at the the, the uh, power plant. Um, Bobby Eaton really did some spectacular work in the early '90s when yeah. WCW was really having some troubles, um, and you know, Eaton really never got the uh, the WWF rub. Um, you know, he, he really was just one of those guys that um, it, it takes a lot for Jim Cornette to come out and thank AEW for something. And AEW had some really amazingly kind words for Bobby Eaton to the point where Cornette um, did publicly thank them for doing so. Um, there's not, if you look at all the different stories and everyone's different feeds, there's not a story about him that um, didn't show respect or mm-hmm. admiration. Um, you, know, uh, you know, again, along the lines of guys like Tracy Smothers, who passed away earlier in the year. It's just, you know, yeah, yeah, just frustrating because it's, it's, you know, I think last week I said I didn't have to say anything about someone yeah. passing away, and here we get two. Right. So, yeah. thanks for making up for it, Death. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right, man. Well, thank you for that. Um, let's go into our final thoughts for the show. Um, let's see. Where, let's see. Hold on. Uh, Sean, just want to take a comment. Uh, Sean said that uh, Jody did some work in WCWC in Oregon, where a lot of our Vegas guys got to get some knowledge from. So yeah, thanks for that, Sean. Information there. Okay, um, Sin City, man. Final thoughts uh, that you want to let everybody know. Yeah, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, all the stuff that you do. We really appreciate everything that you do. Um, special shout out to all the brave men and women serving this country on lands, both foreign and domestic. You enable us to be able to do this show. So, again, thank you for everything and all of your sacrifices. Last but not least, 
repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Go there for all of your pre-workout, general weight loss, and energy drink needs. Uh, repsports.com, promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. All right, Simon Street. Thank you, everybody. Uh, have a good rest of your weekend. Thank you for listening to us. As usual, we do this for you. Um, street tip of the day is uh, instead of allowing yourself to fill yourself with negative bias, try to notice when you're doing these things, recognize it, and shift. Try to be positive because there's a lot of negativity that's going on around. And if you just detach yourself from that, you can get way better clarity and you can do more things that's going to help lift you and help you to be better. Absolutely. Thank you much, man. Matt Michaels. Embrace the negativity. <laughs> Use it to your advantage. Let that feeling of hate empower you, embolden you, and just take it to the next level and start training in the ring so you too can be an Olympic pro wrestler in the 24, 24 Olympics. Well, thank you very much. Oh God! Oh my Lord! Oh. Oh. Listen, let's get out of this. Hey, hey! That was what it looks like when you're going down on someone. Oh my! Just that dome right there, fucking. Oh my God! Stop it! Oh man! You just can't keep it up tonight, can you? Here we go. Uh, delivering a baby what's going on tiny <laughs> guys this is what happened if you're watching us live you get to see all of this craziness that happened thank you for hanging out with us this is your time right now go to vegasbadboys.com put in those codes put in your name info we wish you luck we want you to win those tickets we're going to be there we want to have you there too you can always go back and listen for the codes we appreciate you and hey stay with us we're on episode 400 uh, we're looking to go 400, 1400, 2400, more. <laughs> Why not, right? Until then, we see you next time. Take care. Peace. Looks like Gary Coleman munching out a box. Oh, Lord. Eat the box. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.